Hey, good morning, everybody. So glad you're here. Glad you're here today. Uh, second Sunday of the year. We do start a new series today that I'm excited about, and I am glad that you're part of it. So I'm going to ask you, if you had to pick a word to describe Jesus, and I'm not talking about a Bible word, like if you had to pick a, just a word to describe Jesus, uh, what would that word be? Like, I'm not, I don't need, like, I know he was a son of God, and I know, like, you could, you could come up with, like, a lot of Bible words and phrases, like, he was the Alpha Omega, he's the morning star, but I'm not looking for anything like that, so if you're thinking like that, that's great, but I'm not looking for a Bible word, even though we are a church and we're in church, so I'm looking for a different word. If you're thinking about a word to describe Jesus, what would it be? What would it be? What would be a word? You don't have to answer out loud, but you could be thinking, or you could answer out loud, whatever you want. It seemed like the audience participation was a little flat this morning. I'll be honest with you. I don't know if you felt that. I felt it, and uh, I'm going to address that at the end, y'all. I'm going to address it at the end, so hang in there. So, anyway, I know that COVID has raised its ugly head, and people, you know, are kind of back down again, but guess what? We're going to get through it, We're gonna, and it's going to be great. So, you're here today, and I'm excited that you are here. What would you use for the name of Jesus? Word describe him. Teacher? True, leader, friend, selfless, good, nice, kind, compassionate. What about this word right here? Radical. Jesus was a radical. Now, the word radical has been hijacked in our culture. It's been hijacked. When you think radical, we think uh, radical Islam, like a terrorist. Or we think uh, someone who joins a militia group. Or we think someone who is overboard and trying to get you to join a multi-level marketing outfit. You know what I'm saying? You ever met someone? You know what I'm talking about? Like, they're, they're radical. They're like, hey, this is going to change your life. We think someone like that, radical. But Jesus was a radical. Here's, here's the definition of the word radical. Radical means different far-reaching, out of the ordinary, and extreme. And if you think about what Jesus did, who he was, that is exactly who he was. Jesus was different. He was different than anybody had ever come onto the scene. Jesus was far-reaching. He reached, listen to me, every demographic there was. Now, you think about Jesus' time and, and, and culture, that men were the dominant thing, and not just men, but Jewish men, but Jesus went after women, non-Jewish men, everybody, all races, uh, all uh, genders, all different kind of nationalities, everything like that. He was far-reaching, and Jesus was out of the ordinary. There was nobody like him, nobody like him. You read the Scriptures, and I've told you this. When I got saved, one of the first things I did is I read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and I'm telling you, when I was reading it, I thought, this, this guy, Jesus, this is unbelievable. That's what I thought. Man, this guy, this, this is a bad dude right here. And uh, I was just unbelievable just the fact that he was out of the ordinary and he was extreme. He was extreme. He was extreme. He, extreme love, extreme forgiveness, extreme compassion. He was just extreme in every way. Well, we're doing this series where we're launching into the beginning of the year that Jesus is calling you and I to live in such a way that we are radical and radical is normal. That Jesus is calling you and I, that you and I, now you're going, oh, no, he couldn't, he's not calling me to be, he's, he's calling me to be me. Like, I've been doing this a long time, I know me and everything. No, no, here, I want you. Jesus is calling you and I to be radical, and radical ought to be normal for every believer. This ought to be the norm, that we are out of the ordinary, that we are extreme, that we are far-reaching. Look at the scripture right here. Jesus said this. He said, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done. 
Now, let's not rush past this, okay? I tell you the truth. Jesus is saying this. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me, all right, let's just stop. Anyone who believes in me, that would probably be the majority of the people in here, will do the same works I have done. And even, what's that next word? Greater. So I'm looking at a bunch of radicals in here today. You guys are a bunch of radicals. Doesn't feel like it right now. I think I'm having trouble convincing you. But I'm looking at a bunch of radicals that greater works because I'm going with the Father. Jesus says, hey, we're going to do greater things. And so we start this first year looking at this, this series of, about you and I being radical, that we have this radical, that these things are happening in our life just as they happen in the life of Jesus that are out of the ordinary, they're unbelievable, but it's normal. And today, I want you to catch this phrase. Radically normal faith should be the mark of Jesus' followers. Today we're talking about faith. We're going to be talking about for the next four weeks just different areas of radically normal, but today we're talking about faith. Years ago, when I went out to Los Angeles and went to Saddleback Community Church uh, for a pastor's conference, and we flew into John Wayne. Anybody ever flown into John Wayne? Anybody know what I'm talking about? John Wayne is a really small runway. Very short, not small, short, not small. It was tiny, it was small. It was short, it's a short runway. It's a short runway, and they just didn't have enough room or whatever. I don't know what happened, but while we were coming home, coming back to Atlanta, the captain got on a plane, and he said, hey, we got, uh, we've gone from a, uh, a tailwind to a headwind, and uh, uh, some of the passengers are going to have to depart the plane. We're too heavy. Well, you know, that, that'll get your attention, won't it? Got my attention. And so everybody that was flying standby had to get off. Man, they were mad. I was like, get out of here. You're too heavy. You're bringing us all down. I mean, there's no use for all of us to die. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm thinking. Hey, just get off. You know, I mean, they're, they're like, I mean, they're like, eh, you go, you told me. Like, and they're, they're just, they're getting them off. And, and this was years ago when none of, nobody had phones or anything. Or, and uh, when none was videoed, and I was like, get off. You're too heavy. Ha, ha, you know. <laughs> and then they start unloading stuff. Their luggage comes off. This is no lie. Thousands of pounds. We're sitting there, I'd say for 30 minutes. I'm watching thousands of pounds of mail come off that plane. With, I guess they've got some kind of contract where they carry mail. I'm watching mail, and I, look, I'm getting a little nervous, y'all. How do they know that we're the right weight now? Well, anyway, I'm obviously here, so it worked out. But in that moment, I was a little fearful. Let me ask you something. When's the last time that your faith has made you fearful? Now, we're talking about having a radically normal faith. A radically normal faith where, man, just you got this faith and it's radical, it's crazy, that you're about to do something crazy, but it's normal. When's the last time 
that you were about to step out in faith and you got scared. See, to me, one of the most frightening things that you and I could do is to take a step of faith. And things like the unknown. Man, what's going to happen if I do this? Or looking stupid. How many of us like to do that? We kind of do that on our own. Stepping out in faith is not something we really look forward to. I'm going I'm to look stupid or I'm going to fail. Or I might get it wrong. Or I don't want to get hurt. Now, when I was growing up, safety wasn't a big deal. It was, it was an okay deal, but it wasn't a big deal. When I grew up, nobody wore bike helmets. I'm telling you. And my, if, you were, if you were my age and a kid wore a bike helmet, we, we would beat him up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> For looking stupid. I'm just telling you, I, we've jumped ramps, no bike helmet. Like, you just hit it. And you, you, I'm, and look, I know every generation can say the other one's gotten soft. We've gotten to a place. I just, we didn't have any seatbelts. You remember that? We didn't have any seatbelts. I know it sounds absurd. We got airbags. We got airbags all over the car. Seatbelt, you're strapped in. You got a kid. Look, they are immobilized, aren't they? We're like, stop crying. Like, if I was in one of those things for three minutes, I'd be crying. you? You can't move. You can't even touch your toes, can you? We've gotten to the place, listen to me. We want to eliminate any chance of getting hurt in our life. That's where we're at in our society. What's, what's, the, what's the cry we always say? Be careful. Don't get hurt. Look, I'm not wanting people to get hurt. Come on over, let's get hurt. That's not what I'm saying. Come on, it's going to be fun. A lot of people are going to get hurt. It's going to be good. <laughs> We've gotten to the place, listen to me. We want to eliminate any chance of failure, of losing, of getting hurt, or looking stupid. And I want you to hear me on this. That's not what it is to follow Jesus Christ. That's not. I know you're like, well, I don't want any part of it. Hang with me. And you're sitting there, you've, you've got to be thinking, well, you know, there's no way I could have enough faith to do what Jesus is calling me to do. I just want to share this scripture with you. Jesus says, you don't have enough faith? Jesus told him. I'll tell you the truth, that if you had the faith even as small as a mustard seed, you would say to this mountain, listen to this part. He said, if you had just a tiny bit of faith, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it would move. And nothing would be impossible. Now, has anybody ever, you ever seen a mustard seed? Anybody ever seen one? You ever seen one? All right, I've got one. Years ago, we did a series, and we gave out a mustard seed to everyone. And I've kept mine, and I keep it in my office, and I keep it taped to my bookshelf. Because I'll be honest, there are days where I don't feel like I've got very much faith. There are days where I don't want to take risk. There are days where I'm scared about what the next venture and journey is. I'm trying to get this out. I may have to tear it open. I don't know if you're one of those people. I'm one of those people. If I start dealing with something too much and it's hard to get open, I just tear it up. Is anybody else like that? This is a mustard seed. Listen to me. Believer, not a believer, first time here, regular tenor, listen. This is what Jesus is calling us to. A small amount of faith that moves mountains. 
Now, I'm going to walk you through a story that happened with Jesus and his followers, the story of when Peter walked on the water. And the whole concept and the part of the story is that radically normal faith is when you and I get out of our boat. Now, I did something crazy uh, right after COVID. I bought a boat. I bought a boat. Uh, COVID hit. I know you're thinking, that was dumb. It was. And, uh, and, and you're, you're probably wondering, where was Leslie, my wife? She was right there with me cheering me on because she loves me. Anyway, I bought a boat. I bought it. Wasn't, it's, not a, it's, it's a nice boat. It's not a huge boat. It's a 16 and a half foot aluminum fishing boat. And I bought a boat. It's got a 50 horse Suzuki motor on the back. I love this thing. I do. I love it. I fish in it a lot. I'd love to tell you that I bought it so I could uh, take all these unsafe people fishing with me. And I have taken some. Or that I bought it so that I could do uh, men's groups on my boat. But I'm going to be honest. I bought it for me. I did. I bought it for me. So I, I have taken guys from the church on it. If I haven't taken you, your time's coming. Okay. So... I'm not a great fisherman, but I like to fish. But anyway, I bought this boat, and I love this boat. And you know the best part about this boat? It, it fits in my garage. I'm just telling you. I can put it in my garage, and I don't have to worry about it getting uh, wet. I know boats are supposed to get wet, but um, it's, I don't have to worry about it getting. I don't, have to, I don't have to winterize it. I just keep it in my garage, and I love it. And I go out there, and I can see it and everything like that. And uh, I never do stuff like this, but I know you're going, Gary, what are you doing now? Hang with me. Hang with me. So I bought a boat in the middle of the pandemic, thinking the whole world's about to come again, but I'm going fishing. That's the kind of pastor you got. And I'm not saying it's good or bad, just that's just the reality. This is a boat. This square right here is a boat. I know you're thinking, you did all that just to do that? Yes. You got a boat. You're sitting in it all the time. It doesn't just fit in your garage. It fits your life. And inside the boat, listen to me, it feels safe. It's comfortable. It's known. You know what it feels like in here. You know what it feels like. It feels good. Listen, it's logical in the boat. It just feels logical. Things make sense, logical, just really, really good. It's calm in the boat. It just feels good. Love the love behind the boat. But if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, Jesus is calling you out of the boat. He's calling you out of your comfort. Hear me. Listen, hear me. Following Jesus is not safe. Following Jesus is not comfortable. Following Jesus is not convenient. Hear me, hear me. He's calling you and I out of the boat. Look at the scripture right here. Look at the scripture. It says, meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble. Far away from land, they'd gone out. This hellacious storm came around. It says, for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting the heavy waves. Now, these guys were a lot, were fishermen by trade. They had seen big storms. They had been in them. About 3 o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified, which I think is like one of the understatements of the Bible, don't you? They were terrified. That's why we were, they were terrified. No, they were terrified. 
in their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once and said, don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. And then Peter says something really dumb. Don't you ever been around someone when they say something really dumb? Well, that was dumb, wasn't it? Should have never said that. Peter says, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Now listen, this is the call of my life and the call of your life. Because there's something inside of every one of us that this gets old. Comfort gets boring. Security, it, it, it sounds so good, but it's not fulfilling. It's not. Having everything figured out, things being familiar, we, get, we grow tired of that. That there's this call and something yearning inside of us that says, God, if you're, you're real, call me to this. If you're out there, then man, let me hear you. Let me, let me see you. And there's this yearning for you and I. This calling that you and I would get out of our boat. I went back to the gym this week. Anybody join me this week? Go back. Hey, we got one hand. Great. The rest of you guys, you don't want to know what I'm thinking about you. But anyway, so. Well, anyway, I've, I'm not a big whiner. I've told some of you. I may have told everybody. But I've been hurt and uh, haven't been working out. I went, took a season of working out off to try to get better. I'm not any better, so I figured out I'm just old. Um, so... Went back to the gym. Uh, matter of fact, one of our uh, members here who has the gift of encouragement told me I'd put on weight, and so that was nice. <laughs> here you've put on some weight. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. You've built me up today. So if I went back to the gym, let me share something with you. It was ugly. I mean ugly. Do you, you, you know what I'm talking about? Like things that I used to be able to do six months ago, I, I, I can't do. Like, I'm looking at people that I used to be stronger than, and they're stronger than me. And I know you're going, what are you looking at them for? I'm just, we're all, in, we're all looking at people in the gym. Who's ugly? You know why? Because my muscles, the word is atrophy. They've weakened because of lack of use. Faith is a muscle, and the reason why Jesus is constantly calling us out of the boat is because in this boat, you don't get stronger. In the boat, you get weaker. That Jesus is calling us to exercise some faith, and it may just be a small amount of faith, the faith of the mustard seed, but he's calling us. He's calling, don't, don't, don't miss this. He's calling you to get out of whatever your boat is, doubt, fear, comfort, familiarity, what's logical, he's calling you away from it. He's calling you to follow him because he's not logical. He's not comfortable. He's not familiar. He's calling us to the unknown. We just sing about it. Call me out into the waters. You, and we sing that song, but when he's calling us, we're like, mm, I don't know about that, Jesus. I don't know about that right now. I kind of like it right here. It's, I know this. Radically normal faith leads me closer to Jesus. See, when Jesus is calling you out of the boat, guess where he's at? 
He's not in the boat. He's out of the boat. He's calling us to come. Look at the scripture right here. Yes, come, Jesus said. Peter says, if it's you, if it's you outside the boat, then call me to come to you. Jesus says, yes, come. So Peter went over the side of the boat. Where were the other 11? They stayed in the boat. Stayed in the boat. One guy, one idiot gets out. You know what I'm talking about? One radical gets out. Trust Jesus. Jesus says, come on. But when he saw the winds and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. And he says, save me, Lord. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. and says, you have so little faith. Jesus said, why did you doubt me? Now, sometimes we can look at the negative. I look at the positive. Here's the positive. There's only two people that have ever walked on water, Jesus and, and he's calling you and I to do the same thing. He's calling us to get on the boat, to trust him in the midst of whatever's going on in our life. We're going to trust him, that I'm going to trust him, that I'm going to obey. I'm going to do what he says. I'm going to hear the call. Is there a risk? Yes, there is. Huge amount of risk. Is it messy? Absolutely. Are there challenges? You bet. Is there an unknown? Yes, there is. Are there guarantees? Only one. That Jesus is there with you. That when you and I step out of the boat, we're closer to Jesus than we are when we stayed in it. And I'm going to tell you a couple stories. I'm going to use our band. I was thinking this. I think about Holly, who stood right here. She's a lead worship leader at Celebrate Recovery, our recovery ministry. I guarantee you, she never thought that that's what she would be doing. But the call of Christ caused her to get out of her boat, to follow Jesus, and see him work in her life. Allie, who's a volunteer, she's leading student ministry, leading student ministry at Celebrate Recovery. Her and Jeremy voluntarily. I guarantee if you asked her like 20 years ago, did you think that? She was like, no, no, I never, that was never what I thought. She got out of her boat, followed Jesus, saw a need. Got her, I think about Oki, who grew up in the church. Oki grew up in the church. When we were portable, we were meeting at Alcovey High School. Oki was a college student. And he would drive from Kennesaw State because we didn't have a guitar player. You know what? Got out of his boat. You tell me how many college students want to get up early and go over and do that and have to drive from Kennesaw. But he did it. He did it because he loved Jesus, because Christ was calling him. I think about Stephen, who was playing the bass right here. We had him. Listen, we took all comers. I, you've heard this story before. We took all comers when we started the campus over there. He was playing in the band, and he wasn't even saved, and we didn't even know it. And one day after church, we didn't even have a decision time. He accepted Christ. Got out of his boat. Listen, there's a boat that Jesus is calling you, you to. He's calling you to get out. You and I have all got a boat. He's calling us to get out, to follow him, that we would live this radically normal life where God was doing things. He was calling us to things that we had no idea what it would be. No idea. Look, I never grew I didn't grow up in the church. I never thought that I would be a pastor. I didn't grow up thinking I'm going to be a pastor. It just happened. And it's not about being a pastor. It's about hearing the call of Christ and going where he calls you. 
So let me ask you, where's he calling you today? Because he's calling us out of the boat, and when we get out of the boat, it brings us closer to Jesus. And then finally, radically normal faith causes us to worship. I know some of you weren't here last week, so I'll catch you up. One of the things I said I wanted to work on in my life was my prayer life, which is kind of odd for a pastor to say, but just an area of my life that I feel like I just I need to do better. We all have those areas where you're like, I got to do better in this. I just got to do better. And so I've tried to pray more this week, tried to turn more things over. I'm a doer by nature. For me to sit and be is sometimes difficult. But I've tried to be more focused this week. And one of my focuses was, I've got a couple of names on this cross right here. This cross right here are names of people that we want to see place their faith in Jesus Christ. I've got two names out there. One of the names I'm not getting anywhere with. Just kind of whatever, you know, I would love to tell you that when you, when you want to accept, when you want someone to accept Christ, you want to share your faith, that it's always like this. It's usually like this. It's usually just like this. And I feel like I'm just in an area where I'm not, it's not, nothing's happening. I prayed this prayer. I prayed it on Wednesday morning. God, just give me an opportunity. Give me an opportunity with, and I'm not going to tell you his name. Give me an opportunity. I haven't heard from this guy in months. I mean months. Wednesday evening, I get a message from this guy. Hey, just checking on you. Look, I got chills, y'all. I know you think, that's, that's a coincidence. You take it whatever way you want. I believe in God. What are the odds? I pray that prayer in the morning, give me an opportunity, and he, he does it that afternoon. I call that a wow moment. Listen to me. Wow moments don't happen in the boat. Wow moments happen when you get out. Peter had a wow moment and walked on water. I guarantee you. That, you know what the disciples were like? Wow. That dude just walked on water. I guarantee Peter was doing it. was going, wow. feel like we're all looking for wow moments where our faith is real and we're seeing God work. Wow moments don't take place here. And so you got a couple of questions. I wrote them down. It's funny. I just, I woke up early this morning um, before my alarm even went off, which I usually get up early on Sundays anyway, but I started to think and I just had these thoughts. See, the boat offers safety, comfort, normal, control, logical, protection. But Jesus is calling you and I to get out of the boat where it's uncomfortable, where there's risk, it's unfamiliar, it's illogical, there's chaos, we're exposed, and there is cost. Because Jesus is not in the boat. I think the, what you and I are looking for 
It's a faith that's real. We see God reach out and do. We see God move. We see him act. We see prayers answered. We see lives change. We see him move in our life and in our faith, and we're growing. Our faith is growing like a muscle. But you've got to have Jesus Christ, and you've got to be willing to step out. So let me ask you this. Are you willing to get out of your boat? It's a lot heavier question than what I'm making out. Are you willing to get out of your boat? Are you willing to fall? Are you willing to risk? Are you willing to give up? Are you willing to sacrifice? Because that's what radical faith is. That is the radically normal Christian life. Today, as we end the service, we're going to have time and decision. Maybe today is the day that you accept Christ for the first time. Maybe your boat has been doubt. Or maybe your boat has been that, you know what, I've, I've slipped. And listen, I've, I've made some wrong choices today. I'm getting out. I'm getting right. I'm getting back. Maybe that's your choice today. Or maybe your choice today is like, I'm going all in by going all out. I'm going all in because I'm going all out. I'm going to where Jesus is, and he's not in the boat. And so I'm going to say a prayer. I'm going to ask you to stand. We're going to sing. I'm going to be down front. If you'd like prayer or if you just want to come up front and pray. Maybe you've got a one you want to pray for. You want to see him move. Listen, it can't just be a prayer. It's got to be a prayer and seeing God move. And then you following it up by being obedient. But I don't know about you. I'm looking for wow moments. Not wow where I can just experience God and go, wow, that was great. No, where I go, wow. Look at the scripture right here. When we go back, we go back to that scripture, Chad, about worship. When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped and the disciples worshiped him and they said, you really are the son of God. Wow. That's what I'm looking for. I believe that's what you're looking for. Let's get out of our boats. Let's step out in faith. Let's trust Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we come to you now. Lord, thank you for who you are and how you work in our lives. And Lord, so many times you're calling us, but we start thinking about all the reasons we're, we're just overcome with fear and doubt and what if, when all you want us to do is trust you. Lord, I pray that we would live with reckless faith. That we wouldn't be scared to fail, to have to stick out our hand and have you raise us up. Because that's what you do over and over again anyway. Lord, I pray that we would grow our faith like a muscle. But most of all, Lord, I pray that we would get out of whatever boat we're in today. Lord, I pray for the person here today that has never accepted you. I pray for the person here today that's, that's been wandering and drifting, that they would come back to you. And Lord, I pray for the rest of us that we would hear your voice and we would come. Whatever boat we're in, we pray it in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you have a decision to make, we'd love for you to make it. Would you stand with me?